Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. And now... Coming to you live from atop the Goldenrod City Radio Tower, it's the one, the only, Puckle TCG Cast! Hello, hello, and welcome everyone to episode 28 of the Puckle TCG Cast. Of course, Puckle stands for Pokemon Underground Champions League, a nonsensical name our fearless little attached came up with, and we're just rolling with it. We have a great episode for you guys. We got some news on new GX cards that have been revealed, some supporters and trainer cards, as well as the results for Madison. And we're going to discuss our oops that we have mistakenly in this episode. If one thing these new Guardians Rising cards have shown us is that <laughs> it is very difficult to predict the future. Now, but before all of that, we have two magnificent co-hosts. Now, I did not research a good intro for them so let's go and just mix one up first a man who whenever he does push-ups pushes the earth instead of himself it is sublime manic i'm moving mountains into mole molehills into mountains whoops all right hey y'all it's sublime <laughs> <laughs> and last but certain not least we have our man that some say that I cannot think of anything right now. It is Gator! Hey, everybody. I actually heard that I'm the kind of man that can pick up a 59-card deck and still get counted as valid. Uh, <laughs> Welcome, guys. How have you guys been doing? Busy. Productive. Had a lead cut by Judge yesterday, so that was fun. That sounds like fun. Okay, so let's go ahead and move on. There's so much to discuss. So let's go ahead and start out with the news, of course. So let's go ahead and drop it. <laughs> and now, news are very good. And we start out with everyone everyone's favorite dragon that it's not a dragon but sometimes is a dragon when it mega evolves it's this this old convoluted mess of a pokemon that everyone loves called charizard and why charizard is being mentioned because a gx card has been announced for sun and moon 3 now charizard gx has or charizard in general has had a fame of just not being good in the tcg or at least haven't hasn't been good in a quite some time and let me tell you guys 
Big surprise! This card doesn't change that. So, Charizard GX with 250 HP. It's a stage 2 GX card. It has 3 attacks, of course. It's first attack for 3 colorless. Wing attack, 70 damage. That's it. It's second attack for a ridiculous amount of energies. 3 fire, 2 colorless. Crimson Storm, 300 damage. Discard the 3 fire energies attached to this Pokemon. And it's attack, it's GX attack, Crimson Storm, uh, I'm sorry, Raging Out GX. That's only one fire double uh, and a double colorless. Discard the top 10 cards from your opponent's deck. Uh, weakness Water, no resistant to none. Retreat cost 2. Let's go ahead and discuss, discuss this. Gator, let's start with you. What do you think about Charizard GX? Um... If this card I would automatically call bad, if mm -hmm. it wasn't for that uh, Kiwi card we're getting, Kiwi? Yeah. Kiawi? Uh, Kiawi, the supporter that just automatically throws four fire on a Pokemon. Um, mm -hmm. It's already it's hard to get up to um, a stage two, um, which Charizard is. I mean, you can rare candy, but, yeah. but things are slowing down, so... I don't know. There might be some sort of there. There is potential for this deck because even if you're not uh, evolving and getting your supporter, because supporters are pretty much guaranteed now with Tapu Lele. Yeah. Um, if you build your disc right deck right, you should be seeing them. You should be able to Tapu Lele consistently turn one pretty much every game. Um, so I think that there is an option here for that. And you know, even if you were just evolving regularly and you weren't doing anything spectacular, you could still attach three fires. And then a DCE on turn four, um, and three hundred damage is insane. Yeah, but it well, also synergizes with knock out everything. Yeah, but it synergizes with like um, Turtonator GX, for example, who for Nitro Burst GX can put five energy on a Pokemon. Um, so I don't know. This is this is a little. It's hard to say. Mm -hmm. I, I'll think about it. <laughs> Sublime. Um, this is a bad card, as all Charizards are. However. I think it actually has potential, or could see use, and I don't know how viable it would be, in a milling deck with mm -hmm. its GX attack and possibly, like, Houndoom EX. So I think a milling deck, that is definitely the GX attack you want, but, like, Charizard always does more damage than it needs to, it always has more, like, it's too expensive to be feasible when you're discarding three energy each time, and yes, there are a lot of resources to bring it back, but there's a lot of other cards, I think, that get the same numbers that you need um, without being so energy intensive. So it's bad, but I am intrigued by the GX attack. Yeah, it's not the worst Charizard card ever. That's for sure. Um, what I do, what I do not like is right now Water is being pretty active with Greninja still being around and still competing, uh, good doing good in tournaments. Um, so being weak to Water is a mess, and it just requires a lot of setup. Even though the the power for, for the setup ability to do it is there in the game right now, I just see too much trouble. And yes, it does a lot of damage, but you will be able to find a way to every turn be able to recuperate three energies onto Charizard to be able to consistently do those three hundred damage. And not it's not like Gator said. Gator just gave you all the reasons how that is possible. It's just that it's a lot of reasons. <laughs> There's a lot of things that would need to be done in order for that to happen. And I like my decks to be pretty simple. So. Uh, we can't rate it right now. Of course, that's come for our review. And like this episode is going to tell us we've been wrong in the past. So let's move on to the next one, which is going from fire to fire. The, another reincarnation. 
of Ho-Oh. Take it away, Sublime. Here's a Fire-type GX that is good. Um, so we've discussed ho before because it's been revealed, but the full art has now been revealed. So just to recap, Ho-Oh GX is a basic Pokemon. Fire-type, 190 HP, has a first attack, Sacred Fire, does 50 damage to one of your opponent's Pokemon. So Bench Sniper. And then you've got the main attack, which is three fire and a colorless. Uh, Phoenix Burn, which does 180 damage, and it can't use Phoenix Burn during the next turn. And then the GX attack is Eternal Light, which is one fire and two colorless. Put three in combination of fire Pokemon EX or GX from your discard pile onto your bench. Yep. Uh, resistant to fighting, weakness to lightning, retreat cost two. Yeah, uh, let's. Now I'm gonna go ahead and start this one. This one I like, and that second attack, Eternal Fire. Uh, not, I'm sorry, uh, Phoenix Burn reminds me of Lapras on attack, which was one of the things that I said I wasn't completely convinced about Lapras, which was proving that I was wrong. Um, Except it has 20 more damage. Just to be clear, yes, it does more damage. Um, and it fire energy like uh, four uh, through having three. And one colorless, and keeping those energies every turn, there we go. This is a solid, solid attacker that I can see people playing in yeah. fire decks, for sure. Gator. And Oh, go ahead, Subban. I'm sorry. Also, keep in mind that it's a basic, so it can benefit from Volcanion, yeah. where Charizard could not. Yep. Go, Gator. Um, I mean, we kind of... Uh, this Pokemon's okay. <laughs> um, like, being able to do 50 damage wherever you want, that's pretty cool. Um, but that four for 180 and then it can't attack next turn. I mean, there are bench shenanigans and there are, you know, um, things like Pokemon Ranger that'll stop that. Mm-hmm. Um, but that GX attack is pretty terrible. Um, I just like, I'll just play a, you know, rescue stretcher that there's, there's not much that wants me to put three fire Pokemon back onto my bench. Yeah. Um, Unless that, if we're reading this correctly, you could use this to accelerate a stage two fire Pokemon onto your bench. You can. You can. Mm-hmm. You can. Yep. Uh, but there's nothing I really want. Maybe Charizard, but Charizard's Char- not exactly. great. Charizard yeah. maybe because definitely not Incineroar. This has potential in the future. Yeah, I, I think, think Terminator, Ho Oh, Volcanion's going to be a really solid deck actually. Yeah, we definitely see some feature in this this card, uh, and we just like all three attacks are really good. So definitely, it's something. Oh, it has 190 HP, which is pretty solid mm-hmm. for a basic GX. So I like it a lot. So that's how, guys. That's our favorite Phoenix. We're gonna move on to the next, which is everyone's favorite cowardly monstrous bug, Galissapod GX Gator. So, Galissapod GX, or your boy Galissapod GX, you know, released <laughs> with the Guzma. Oh, yeah. Um, he is a basic, or he's a stage one Pokemon, um, 210 hit points, which is pretty significant. Um, for his first attack, is a grass first impression, 30 plus damage. This attack does 90 more damage if this Pokemon became active during this turn. Um, a grass and double colorless gets you armor press for 100 during your opponent's next turn. The, this Pokemon takes 20 less damage from your opponent's attacks. And for its GX attack, grass double colorless, crosscut, GX, 150 damage. Switch this Pokemon with one of your bench Pokemon. And then it is a weak to fire, doesn't retreat, except for three double colorless for retreat, so that sucks. But okay. Sublime, what do you think about this one? It's okay. 
I'm not impressed with it, but it's not bad. It's not. It's it, it definitely is that it's entering in a meta where grass is all up on a really high up and there's so many good options that mm-hmm. is competing with cars that are just so much better. So much better. Gator, what do you think? I think it wasn't great until I found out about the next card we're going to talk about. Oh, that's good to know because it's definitely our boy Guzma. That's he's not my boy. <laughs> Not my boy. Guzma supporter coming out, and what does it do? Switch your opponent's active Pokemon with one of their bench Pokemon. Then switch your active Pokemon with one of your bench Pokemon. This is basically a escape rope slash Lysander had a baby, and they had Guzma. So, pretty interesting. Let's take it from there. What do you think, Gator? What are your thoughts about this one? With combination of uh, Palisapod. I like it. I think it's cool. And since we're losing Lysander, probably, with the rotation, it was definitely needed, first and foremost. Mm-hmm. Um, I still like Lysander better, but with shenanigans such as Float Stones and cards like, um, oh, what's his face with the stand-in ability, uh, Zoroark, yeah. there is potential to be able to use this card. It's just going to be a trickier Lysander to play. Yeah. And in being able to retreat, I mean, there's going to be situations where, of course, we don't want the opponent to retreat because you have exactly what you want up front, either by putting it there yourself or because he's blocked. However, if he is, if he does have his main attacker up, up and running, it is still good disruption to switch his Pokemon out. Um, however, I agree with Gator. There's no Lysander equivalent. Lysander would be a better, definitely a better, uh, it's definitely a better supporter card. Uh, Sublime, what do you think about Guzma? It's the Lysander replacement, so it's, like, inherently going to be used, and it's pretty good. It's not as good, I agree. Although I think it is worth noting that a lot of deck colors have attackers right now, just like ho GX, in fact, that can't use the same attack two turns in a row. Yeah. And Guzma lets you switch out in addition to Lysandering, and that goes for Lapras as well. Mm-hmm. Um, and then it benefits Galissapod, so a lot of decks can benefit from the second effect as well. I don't see how this makes uh, Galissapod any better just because, I mean, you can do, using a supporter just so you can deal 120 damage for one grass energy. You know, it's still like you're using your supporter for your turn. So I still don't think Galissapod is that great, but it's still a great supporter card for sure. I completely agree. Like, I don't think it makes Galissapod good, but it does technically help Galissapod. Yeah. For sure. So we're going to move on to from our boy Guzman to our girl, Plumeria. Sublime, take it away. It's your girl, Plumeria. She's a supporter as well, and she reads, discard two cards from your hand in order to play this card, and then you may um, discard one energy attached to one of your opponent's Pokemon. So this is a little more flexible than Team Flare Grunt because it can be from any of your opponent's Pokemon. Mm Mm-hmm. But discarding two cards to play it is less cool. Yeah, I have mixed feelings about it, but our boy uh, here, uh, Gator, that he plays Disruption, he can give us more of an insight. Gator, what do you think of Plumeria? So here's the thing when you're dealing with Disruption decks. You have a few ways of getting rid of energy. It's either a Pokemon's attack, but most commonly it's Crushing Hammers, Enhanced Hammers, and Team Flare Grunt. Um, The problem with Crushing Hammer is you cannot hit stuff that is... um, if you do not flip heads. Yeah. 
Like, that's it. You, if, you, if you don't flip heads, you don't get the energy. And a lot of times what opponents will do is if they're setting up against you is they'll set up their basic energy on the back and hope that you don't get a team flare grunt. Or, or hope that you don't get heads on a crushing hammer and because team flare grunt can't touch the back. So you either have to lie sander and then wait a turn to team flare grunt. No, 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 no. Plumeria, boom. Discard the two cards, knock off the energy off the back. Um, you could do a, you could do that play with an enhanced hammer if they're trying to set something up with a DCE and a basic. Hmm. Um, there's all kinds of fun little cute plays. So I think this is definitely an inclusion in Disruption decks. Yeah. I'm just worried because since, since Garbodor came out, the discarding cards uh, has become kind of like something that players have been very careful about. Um, because those items on your discard pile means that you're just feeding Garbodor. But I do see the benefits of being able to discard any energy in play. So we, when, as Gator indicates, we cannot sleep on here in Plumeria. She might actually see play, a lot of play, and she might be a bane of our existence for those of us like me that don't play Disruption. So definitely a great, great, great opportunity of a supporter card. Now, that ends our card news in the TCG. We still have uh, one more, uh, two more news. Uh, number, uh, number two would be the Puckle Tournament is running right now, the first ever Puckle TCG Tournament. Um, we are now on week two. Uh, in round two of our tournament, it is going great, guys. Remember, check the website at Gator. Pucklepodcast.com slash TCG will take you to links to everywhere. I am posting up the standings um, on the Puckle subreddit, and I am posting them in the Discord. Um, you will know who you're facing, and since this comes out Thursday, we are already in well into week two. Um, the first week, we saw some interesting matchups, but we still have... It's a five-round tournament, so we still got a little ways to go. Yes. And, and everybody gets to participate. If you lost, you're still in it. Yep, you're still in it. You still keep going with doing the Swiss, which is the normal way that no, uh, we uh, TCG plays it in real life. In real life. Um, also, very important, although it might be mute at this point when you hear this, so I'm not even going to mention it. I'm just going to say something about the deck list. Let's just say it for the future, guys. On our future tournaments, make sure that your deck lists are ready uh, by the time that the tournament starts, um, we have a lot of players that didn't submit them in time. Uh, we're still waiting, of course, by when this this episode uh, goes live. It's going to be too late for those who didn't uh, uh, put the, disc, uh, the deck list. They already lost that first round. So for future reference, please make sure to bring your deck list into the game pretty quickly so we can have everything set up and ready for you. Now that's the end of that uh, uh, maintenance news. We're going to go on to the third one, which would be the Madison Regionals was this weekend, and boy, were we surprised with some of the winners. After Seattle, we thought we were going to see Garbodor and Drompa just everywhere, and we did. We did. However, not as much as we thought we would for top eight. Gator, you want to take us uh, uh, around that? Okay, so what happened with Madison this uh, year was we had something uh, where I like to call backlash. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yes, I see. What so you're everyone, everyone ran into Seattle playing Garb, and this, you know, now we had what was people went okay. So that's what people are going to play. How are we going to counter it? And so the counterplay it turned out to be Vespaquin. Yeah, um, which I'm pretty sure Basket is really happy about. Oh, yeah, I'm sure Basket's pumped. Um, <laughs> so here, let me pull up the scores real quick. 
Um, the thing was, number one and number two ended up being things that nobody expected them to be. Yeah. Um, although I'm, I'm sure uh, there will be players that argue with you when they say, oh, no, we definitely expected Vespaquin to be the play. Um, because Vespaquin ended up taking two of the top eight slots because Michael Pramawat, of course, won with Vespaquin Zoroark. Um, second place was Christopher Shemansky playing a Metagross deck, which nobody expected, which nobody. is what I'm going to eat. We are all going to eat crow on in this episode. <laughs> we definitely um, are. Daniel Altavia started the day really strong on day one. and took He was the top in day one, but ended up losing to Chris Shemansky going into day two um, to take third place with Zoroark Drampa. Then we had Espeon Garb. Then we had a Decidueye deck actually top eight. Um, but that was the Decidueye that's playing with Vileplume and Alolan Ninetales, and that deck's really interesting. Um, oh, then, yes. of course, six, Jimmy Pendarvis with another Vespaquin Zoroark. Number seven, Volcanion. That was Azul uh, Grego, which he's a beast. So, of course, he ends up topping with Volcanion. And then we had Charlie Lockyer with a Vika Volt Tapu Bulu Tapu Coco deck, which was really interesting. Um, so as far as the Vespaquin goes, like that was pretty much of a standard play. And the only reason that beat out on Metagross was because of the inclusion of the Ancient Origins, Ancient Origins Flareon, mm. which turned his Vespaquins and Zoroarks into fire-typings. Fire. Yep. Um, so that was a very interesting game to watch. Finals on the stream, and it ended up going down to the very last game, and it ended up being a loss based on time. Yep. Um, so Metagross, we were wrong. We're sorry, Metagross. You're a decent <laughs> deck. Um, yeah, we're going to give you our and Alex Shemansky both piloted them to top 32. Um, Alex Shemansky ended up making 18 with the same deck. And then there was a, a Metagross deck that bubbled on ninth that went into the top as well. So stronger than it looks. Stronger no, than it looks. For sure. And it comes to show us right now that we are in a very, very healthy meta. Where we really can't predict what is going on. And I'm super excited about this. Where coming from the 2016 meta, which we knew it was Night March, although obviously there were surprises. There's always surprises. Not not saying that that's not the case, because obviously the winner of the, the World Championship in 2016 was a completely a complete surprise with Mega Adeno. But it was pretty, pretty easy to predict what was going to be played and what could win throughout most of the year. Now, 2017 has taught us, like, no, in Seattle Regionals, we had a big surprise with Garbodor Drampa. And now on this uh, regional, we have new decks that are winning. So it is definitely a healthy meta, and it's a great, great time to be alive and be a TCG player. It really is. Now, let's finish out the news and move on to what you guys know it is. Let's grab your piña coladas, your flip-flops. Go put your feet on the sand because we're moving on to Topical Beach. We'll be right back. Welcome to Topical Beach. Welcome back, everybody, to Topical Beach. The breeze is really cold, the sun is hot, and we're going to talk about all the burns that we did to unnecessary cards that really didn't need it. We here in the TCG cast have been known for doing our reviews on cards, talking about cards and strategies, and frankly, sometimes, I mean, we have it right, sometimes, and sometimes we have it really wrong, and medicine really showed us how wrong we can be. So we have a few cards we have, we really want to give our apologies to. And let's start with me. I could be one of the worst offenders of this. And I really have to apologize to my boy. And this is the old news, I know. Talonflame. 
Talonflame, when he came out, uh, I saw the potential of the card. I just didn't see the potential in the sense of, wait, yes, but you need four of these for you to up your chances to have it in your first hand. And after that, if you didn't have it in your first hand, it's useless in your deck. So under that sole basic premise, I did not give it a good score. I gave it a not very effective, which I am now, of course, ashamed of. Um, but again, it's just, that's how the meta is, and that's how the TCG works. We can, we can give you our best opinion, and that could be completely wrong, so always take them with a grain of salt. But that was an example of how I got Talon Flame. Uh, Gator, what's your, um, example? Uh, <laughs> I won! <laughs> okay, see, here, I said pretty blatantly in the chat for the Puckle TCG a little while ago that Tapu Bulu was going to be warming binder pages. Um, (laughs) However, finding out that he pairs really well with Vikavolt and that he pairs really well with Lurantis and the promo Lurantis, they hit some really interesting numbers. I have to say the problem here is that I've messed up and that, um, yeah, Tapu Bulu's good. Um, I'm enjoying playing with it. It's a fun card to play with. Um, I got out of some really tricky situations with it today. The only time I've lost with the deck was today when I started a um, Grubbin and did not literally did not see a draw supporter or another Pokemon that wasn't a Charger Bug Vika Volt. Um, I just <laughs> I just evolved Grubbin and it died. Um, <laughs> that was the only loss I had today was a brick. So it is super good. I like it. And I'm sorry, Tapu Bulu. I should not have doubted you. <laughs> and you know who's not happy about your apology? Fluffiest Whimsicott, which has a vendetta against Tapu Bulu. But that's a story for <laughs> another podcast. Sublime, what is your confession? Um, I said this card was going to be used, but I didn't think it was impressive. And it's done quite well in spite of my uh, prediction. And that was Lapras GX. Um, I will say that I think part of the reason it's so successful now is because of cards that were released after Lapras GX, like uh, Aquapatch. Yeah. All right. So cards that come after our reviews can definitely change the viability of a card. But That's I was like, not Lapras true GX... because Lapras was still good before we got Aquapatch. That is true. That is true. <laughs> Although Aquapatch made it better. But I definitely thought, like, ugh, Lapras, it's just draw support. I don't think the attack's good. And really, it's, it is, it, it's totally good. It's ex- very, very good. Uh, like, the f- you can do 210 damage the first turn. Yeah. It really is a surprising card. And Lapras, so what do you have to say to Lapras, Sublime? Like, Thanks, Lapras. You're my. I have a deck of you now. My fault. <laughs> <laughs> now, and and again, I I keep bringing up the topic in the sense that this is how the game works, right? And this is how we will never know a hundred percent. We can give us give you our best quotes, really giant quotes, professional opinion, <laughs> really giant quotes there uh, about how a card might be able to deal, but there's always something, there's always better players out there. A lot of better players that will be able to come up with more strategies and things you could have never imagined will combine and just make a thing. So, regardless of that, there were some cards we overestimated as well. I'm guilty of that, I admit as well. So let's go ahead and just say apologies for that, not to the card itself, but 
to you, the audience, about us maybe thinking that a card was better than it was. I'm going to start and say that it hurts me. It pains me. This is coming for the heart. Primarina GX, you're not as good as I thought you were. I am sorry. I am sorry, listeners. Um, I really thought that Primarina had a uh, spot in this meta. She has of yet shown me the ways that that could possibly happen. And let's let's be honest, the support is there. Water has a lot of support with Aquabat, Patch, and other things that really does help her out. And she's still not making top cut. So, Primarina, I am sorry. I gave you too much confidence. It is my own fault. I hyped you. So, go to my binder. Sleep, my fair child. Gator, any cards that you thought you maybe overestimated? Um, it's it's tricky. Uh, what you call overestimation. Um, I think certain cards get hyped a little stronger than they need to be hyped. Yes. Um, which is all to say that I hate to say it. And it pains me to say it, but I don't think that Sylveon is as good as it should be due to the meta that we're in. Yeah. Um, it is a really strong card. It, what it does is, is super powerful, but the way decks have shifted now because of things like um, Garbodor, it's just not as strong as it was. It is definitely still stronger than Lapras was, I think, but it it's... Uh, Sylveon is not very super effective right now. Yeah. It it really does, and it hurts me because she's a fellow Eevee, and Eevees are my favorite. But meta is the meta. Sublime. Uh, my choice for this was Pre-Marina as well. I didn't hype it as much as you did. Um, <laughs> yes, I <laughs> like, know, I know. I recall someone, I forget which one of us it was, saying that... They didn't think Decidueye would be good, and Decidueye uh, slayed. That's my next one. Um, <laughs> my next one, okay? Don't jump the gun on this one. I'm sorry, but I do remember I liked Decidueye more than Primarina, even though I thought Primarina was good. Yeah. She's just... I was completely reversed. I didn't never said that Decidueye was bad. I just said that Primar I liked Primarina more. That's what I said, too. So it's the complete mm -hmm. opposite of you. Uh, yes, that is true. Between Ninetales, <laughs> Alolan Ninetales, and Lapras, it's like... Pre-Marina, there's no room for you at the table. Go. Yeah. Leave. Bye. Sorry <laughs> yeah. about it. So since Sublime very chill. eloquently just throw it out in my face right there, I'm going to go ahead and just continue with that one and say that my next apology goes to the CGYGX. Now, the CGYGX, I never, like I just said, I never said it was necessarily a bad card. I just said that well, Pre-Marina was better looking in my eyes and I just didn't see having a stage two Pokemon, even though we had a meta that we have uh, Forest of Giant Plants, um, to have a stage 2 Pokemon just for uh, as uh, support, right? Because of the uh, uh, ability of doing an extra 20 damage, even though it would stock up. I just found that to be a little bit difficult to uh, do in-game. Obviously, obviously, the marriage between the Sidui and Vileplum has taught me wrong. Uh, it evolves immediately, it, it is fast to do damage, and with Vileplum it is able to just block the items it is a great card, and it's really top-cutting. It's really doing really well. So I really do have to admit, I, I apologize. I'm so sorry, uh, Decidueye. You, I did not give you the credit that you definitely... Everyone else saw, and I was refusing to see. Mostly because I was spiteful, because I don't like you. 
as a starter. <laughs> I have to say, I'm going to have to admit it right now. It, it kind of is kind of pokey racism here. So, <laughs> Speciesism. Speciesism. I just didn't like the CGY as a starter, so I really wanted it to not be as good as Primarina. So there you go. That's my admittance. I am sorry, the CGY. So one last round there. Gator, one more card that you have? I think you do. Um, speaking of evolutions, Umbreon GX. Yeah. Um, we hyped Umbreon really hard. We we're like, oh man, it's a better Night Spear. Oh man, look at that. It's got an awesome <laughs> GX attack that removes energies. And then it hasn't done Bupkiss. Um, okay. I'm just like, show me the results. That's all I'm going to say. Like, we were wrong. Yeah. It happens. It happens. So, Blam, do you have another one? Um, I just want to say that I've actually flip-flopped on Umbreon, because we, when we did our review, I was like, it's fine. I actually thought it wasn't going to be that good to begin with. Because I was, I was the one who said, to begin with, 90 and 30 isn't what it used to be. But I'm actually really happy with uh, Umbreon now, so... My position has completely flipped in the opposite direction about it. Um, I was going to say for my next one, it's probably Volcanion. Because I love to say how, oh yeah, Volcanion, so dangerous um, to like harass it. But it's earned a lot of tournament places. Um, it's definitely proven its worth. Yeah, definitely. In, in, in a much needed type as well, because fire has been in need of good cards for a long, long while. And Volcanion came in and said, you know what? This territory is mine. And it really did take off. We're not seeing it as much now, but I'm pretty sure that with new cards, with Sun and Moon 3 coming out and having some good fire support, mm -hmm. Volcanion is going to have a rebirth. Thanks I to, think it does really and, well already, which, too, it's, with this is kind of poetic. Turtonator. Yeah, yeah Turtonator and poetically, it's going to have a revive thanks to Holo. <laughs> as yes. well. Because uh, that's what Phoenix do. They reincarnate. Anyway. Now, we're going to go ahead and end with one mutual call that everyone in this show is guilty of. They We completely bashed it. We said it was a bad, bad card. We gave it all an universal, not very effective. And in Madison, it took second place. Metacross GX. Hold up. <laughs> I was not here for that episode, so no, no, I will not take the blame for that. We will take the collective blame and like it. <laughs> We're all one team here. <laughs> we bash on Metagross GX as being a horrible, horrible GX card. None of us had any faith in it, neither Thatch or Gator or myself, and it just came crashing like a ca cannonball. I hate to quote Miley Cyrus, um, but that's exactly what happened. And we really weren't a mutual from the TCG cast team. Metagross, we're sorry, dude. You kicked ass in this regional, and you are definitely a force to be reckoned with, and we're definitely going to keep our eye on you. So, thank you so much for accepting our apology, I guess. Now, <laughs> anything else, guys, before we end the segment? I guess we got to talk about the Metagross deck now. <sighs> yeah, we're going to go ahead and just just put more salt in our injury, for sure. 
So we're gonna go ahead and move on and topical beach. We're gonna move on to deck of the episode after these messages. We'll be right back. Good day, mates. Want something different? Then come on down to the Ryehorn Steakhouse and try our new Southern Carlo style bouffalon wings. Critically acclaimed. And this weekend only, Ryehorn steaks are buy one, get one half off. That's for you and your special someone. Ryehorn Steakhouse is a proud sponsor of the Puckle TCG podcast. And at Ryehorn Steakhouse, where if it moves, we'll serve it. It is the deck of the episode. Hello again, guys, and we're in our deck of the episode segment where we're going to discuss the deck that we're going to highlight this week. Of course, we're going to go with the bane of our own, um, how you say, um, ego, <laughs> Metagross. Now, taking second place in the Madison Original was Metagross slash Alolan Vulpix, I like to say, uh, because Alolan Vulpix is a very interesting card that is attached to this deck. Now, let's go over what is needed. Obviously, in order to have Metagross, you will have Beldum, Beldum and Metang. You have two Tapolelis GX for the support, and you have two Alolan Vulpix. Now, Gator, remind us, what does Metagross do? So Metagross is pretty sweet. Um, it is still a stage 2, so that makes it hard to deal with. But it also has a 250 hit points, mm-hmm. um, so it's a beast. And it has an ability called Geotech System, which once before your turn, before you attack... You may attach a psychic or metal energy from your discard pile to your active. And then it has uh, its only attack that's not its GX attack is Giga Hammer for 150. Um, that's uh, two metal and a colorless, I believe. Yeah. Um, and this Pokemon can't use Giga Hammer during your next turn. And then its attack algorithm GX, search your deck. It's for one colorless, I believe. Yes. Um, search your deck for up to five cards and put them into your hand, then shuffle your deck. Um, it's a uh, weak to fire, um, resistant to psychic, and has a three retreat cost. Now, the way this deck ends up working with that Metagross is it just piles on energy. So you get a couple Metagross set up, and you're able to just like power on energy to your main attacker. And that three retreat cost is actually good, because when you discard the energy to retreat your Metagross yes. and send another one up, you can j- then take that energy you just discarded. You've got two Metagross, power it up, boom, boom, two attachments. You attach from the hand, you're hitting 150 again. Uh, if you've got three set up, you pretty much just take care of yourself for the rest of the game. Mm-hmm. Um, and then when you discard all that energy, you're also able to max potion with it. Um, the deck is sick. Try- trying to knock out a 250 hit point Pokemon, if you do not have the ability to hit it with a weakness, is nasty. Yes. And on another key of setting up this deck comes from a very cute source. And that is Alolan Vulpix, ladies and gentlemen. Sublime, remind us what Alolan Vulpix does. So Alolan Vulpix is a water type, 60 HP, and it's very unique in that it has an attack that doesn't cost any energy. You can just use it, called Beacon, which says you can search your deck for up to two Pokemon, reveal them, and then put them in your hand, and you shuffle your deck. Weakness, two metal, um, no resistance, retreat cost one. Yes. <clears throat> Sorry. Um, so, yes. The beautiful thing about Alolan Vulpix is that you can be able to switch to any two Pokemons. So once you have Alolan Vulpix on your st- in your start of the game, you'll be able to look for those Beldums. And then be able to look for those Metangs. And once you have those Metangs and those Beldums on game, 
you can just wally onto your metacross and have them at least at turn three immediately on and ready to go. So a lot of Vulpix was a surprising, surprising um, attachment to this deck that really does help speed it up to where it needs to be. And the fact that it doesn't need any energies to be able to use that beacon attack, it is amazing and it's so, so good. Um, uh, Gator, any uh, opinions on this deck that you want to add? Okay, so this deck is shut down pretty hard by uh, Ability Lock. So usually yeah. you're going to run something like three Field Blowers so that Garb can't shut you down. Um, and you end up running some spicy things in the list like we have here. So the list we're looking at is a list that uh, Omnipoke took off of Chris Shemansky, who took second at Madison, and then added what Chris Shemansky said he would fix about the deck. Um, notably, he removed the Delmize, and because Delmize was not worth it. So if you're out there planning on building this deck and you want to add Delmize for that little extra energy, the guy who played it said it was not worth it. So I'm going to trust Chris Shemansky. Um, <laughs> one of the things that's cute is it's a 4-2-4 line for Metagross uh, with four uh, rare candies, which could also present problems if you're going against Item Lock. Yeah. I mean, it shouldn't be the worst thing in the world because you are able to get two Matangs in the deck. But getting those out um, is going to be a little trickier, which is also why we have Alolan Vulpix. Mm -hmm. um, some of the cute texts in this deck that you can play include um, including a Skyla and a Wally. The Skyla is to grab rare candies and Ultra Balls. The Wally is to be able to get up a Metagross turn one if you had everything available. Um, so that's pretty neat. Or rather, turn two. So, uh, turn two, yeah. Yeah, you have a, a Beldum down for a turn, you evolve into a Matang, and then you Wally into a Metagross. That can be a lifesaver. And the deck also includes two Bridget. Bridget is busted in this format because it Bridget really was is. printed before GXs were a thing. So with Bridget, you're able to pull any of the GX Pokemon that are basics yeah. out and the regular Pokemon. So in this deck, you're pulling out, you're able to pull out your Vulpixes and your Beldums, get your bench set up. Then Tapu Lele for interesting things. Like, it's just so good. Um... Let the me deck give you uh, put a side note there. This is coming back to whatever I say. Pokemon TCGs and every TCG is about the wording. The, that, it's like law. It's how it's written. And Bridget is a perfect example. Before GX existed, the card specifically said you can search either for one EX or three base, uh, three Pokemon, basic Pokemon, excluding EXs. GX Pokemons are not EXs. So you're able to look for those Pokemon, those CX cards that you need. It's just wonderful. Continue, Gator. I'm sorry. All right. And I was going to say, too, um, as far as, like, other techs that are part of this deck, Tapu Lele is a very viable attacker in this deck with the uh, Metagross's mm -hmm. ability to accelerate energy onto it. So a lot of the times, Tapu Lele does work as a secondary attacker in this deck, whereas in other decks, it's kind of there as optional. Um, all day, watching Tapu Lele and Chris Shemansky play it, he was adding energy to the Tapu Lele to come up with great, crazy stuff. And then the deck also plays two Psychic Energy in addition to the eight Metal Energy because you can attach the Psychic Energy to Tapu Lele and use Tapu Cure GX, which then heals off the damage of your other Pokemon. So you are trying to make your opponent knock out a 250 hit point Pokemon when you have max potions in the deck and you have Tapu Lele to heal two of them. Um, it is a very large mountain for your opponent to climb with this deck. Yeah, it is bulky and powerful. It definitely is a great, great deck. Any last thoughts, guys? Sublime. It's a creative deck. Yeah. It definitely is. 
Get her. Um, I think it's cool. I like the idea of including Alolan Vulpix because then you, once you have the Metagross up, you're making them play the seven prize game. Um, so then they have to decide whether it's worth even wasting an attack on one of your Vulpix too. So, I mean, there's just so many shenanigans you can play around with this deck. Here, I love it. Here's something we've never done in the show uh, before. Let's go ahead and, and do that. Wouldn't be, uh, and that's making changes to this deck and asking for all collective opinion. Wouldn't it be better if we change those Alolan Vulpix for, let's say, Talonflame? What do you think, Gator? Um, no, I'd rather... Um, Talonflame requires the attachment, whereas Vulpix grab the Pokemon for free. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, I like that better. And then, I mean, Talonflame does have really that free retreat, which is useful. Um, so that's something to bear in mind and think about. But I think overall, no, I would keep it as is. Yeah, also the quantity, this limits it to two that you need. Well, on Vulpix, if you really want Talonflame, you really have to play four. You really don't have much of a choice there as well. So, okay, so perfect. So that was the Metagross GX deck that won second place in the Madison Regional. It's one of the exa- one example deck of cards that we mistook for being mad. Or bad, more likely. We're going to go ahead and end our deck of the episode right now. We're going to move for Trainer's Mail. We'll be right back. It's Trainer's Mail. Welcome to Trainer's Mail, where you send your emails. Now, we have just one email going on tonight. I'm pretty sad with that, but it is awesome. We're going to go ahead with The Real EV, and he says, Hey, guys, what's up? I hope everyone is having lots of fun in the tournament. So I want to talk about things I think would help with PTCGO. First, let me say I remember playing it on the Pokemon website Gush. That seems like a lifetime ago, and seeing all the changes it's gone through, to me, it's only been getting better. But that being said... Here's some things I would like to see on there in no particular order. One, the ability to throw your own tournament for you and your friends. I wouldn't really care if theirs was a prize support, just give us our bonus for the battles. And two, then the second thing, I would like to see drafts, which I actually agree a lot. For the new sets, when they come out, so pre-release draft basically for Petitio, I have to agree with that. For me, it is hard to get out of the pre-release. The uh, the closest one is almost three hours away. Oof. So it would be a nice to have it done in my PTCGO account. Last but certainly not least, there's the kind of working on. Uh, oh, sorry, and they're kind of working on it right now. Will be a mobile presence. Yes, maybe an app showing what cards I have on my account. I can scan my QR code packs to my phone and even. A remake on the original Game Boy version of the game. Well, we already have that in Virtual Console, though. Well, that is all I wanted to say from your uh, last... Oh, I don't want to see least verse. <laughs> your uh, last favorite evolutions, the real EV. Also, note to Jishiro, I know your puckle name. I just can't think of it. Have a great week, guys. I don't know what that means. My puckle name is Lord Jishiro. There's nothing else. <laughs> now... Um, thank you so much for reading for, uh, for writing in. Uh, I have to agree with point number two that you made. I really want to see pre-release in PTCGO. I don't know what, that's not something that they actually do. Um, and that actually, your email actually 
springed me to acknowledge something. I don't give you questions, guys, like the patch does in the Puckle CG in the Puckle uh, in the Pokemon uh, Puckle podcast. Um, so let's go ahead and do that. What is? Go ahead and email me or us on the show. Email us. What card did you underestimate it, or what card did you overestimate it, and why you thought that, and why you regret it right now? So send on your emails, guys. You send us uh, to pucklepodcast at gmail.com, and we'll read it here on air, and it's going to be super awesome. Now, that's it for the trailers, man. It's going to be a really short section, but we're just going to go ahead and jump right ahead to everyone's favorite Pokemon 15 questions. We'll be right back. Pokemon! Now, it's time for Who's That Pokemon? Pokemon 15 questions, where we are gonna go and try to challenge our co hosts into guessing what Pokemon we are thinking about today. Of course, you all know the rules. Lower your browsers. There's no Pokedexes, no 3DSs, no guys to help you here. It's just all from your brain. You have to guess what Pokemon I'm thinking of without using Pokedex numbers or generations as a uh, as a as a way to figure it out so let's go ahead and start the order is going to be simple sublime followed by gator each one has a question you have 15 so let's go ahead and start it with number one sublime what's your first question is this pokemon part of an evolution line it is gator um is this pokemon a um dual type no Go ahead, Sublime. Monotype. Um, is this Pokemon fully evolved? No. Gator. Um, is this Pokemon... Would this be considered a stage one as far as TCG goes? Yes. Sublime. Okay, so it's a middle evolution. Um... Or the final evolution of a two-part form. It's not fully evolved. Oh, Oh, yeah, you're right, you're right. Um, hmm. Monotype, all right. Huh. 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 I'm trying to think of how many Stage 2 Alolan Pokemon there are that are monotype. And I'm not thinking of any. (laughs) Are there any? I don't think there are. Like, there's a lot of stage ones. I don't think there's any stage two that are monotype. Um, okay, so. Is this Pokemon found in Alola? That's a good question. Give me a second while I review that part. Yeah, I want to say yes. So, Gator. Is this a so it's a monotype? Um... He wants to say yes that it's found in Alola. Um... Hmm. Is this Pokemon a water type? Nope. Sublime. Not a water type. Probably not a, a flying type because the only mono flying is tornadoes as well. So that's one other common type. It's not. Is this Pokemon a normal type? Nope. Gator. Okay. 
What could it be? Stage one monotype. Um, is this Pokemon? Does it weigh more than fifty kilograms? Okay, that's a good question. It How many doesn't. pounds is fifty kilograms? It's uh, I can't tell you that, but it is less than. Fifty kilograms. Fifty kilograms to pounds is like a hundred pounds, so it's like a small Pokemon. Okay, uh, that's so good. To know. All right, is this Pokemon's final evolution a dual type? No. Gator. Um. <laughs> um... Type all the way across. Does this? What question number are we on? We are. The, your your question will be number ten. <sighs> um. What could it be, ladies and gentlemen? Is this Pokemon? Does it resemble a mammal? Mm, it does not. Sublime, that's ten does questions, guys. You got five questions left. A mammal. Alright. Hmm. Hmm. Five hmm. questions left, Sublime. Thanks. Thanks so much. I really appreciate it. Um, <laughs> Is this Pokemon weak to steel type attacks? Weak to steel. That'll be a no. Gator. Not weak to steel. Okay, so that cuts out a bunch of types. That can't be rock or ice or fairy, which I was thinking various things. Um, Monotype. Stage one. That's not water. What could uh, it be? Part of a three stage. Yep. It is a stage one. It's monotype. Uh, Doesn't resemble a mammal. Does not resemble a mammal, so it could be some sort of bird. Or it it can't be some we... sort of reptile. Yeah, can't be a bird. It, well, it could be a bird be without flying type. But how many birds are without flying type, though? Really, like mm -hmm. um, and it could be found in Alola. Mm -hmm. That's so tricky, though. Um. Ooh, could it be that we've stumped our guest today? It's probably... Is it a, you think it's a starter? No, because the other starters... The, all of the starters have dual-type final evolutions, yeah, so it cannot true. be a starter. You're right, you're right. Um, Wait, not all of them? Yeah. All the ones in Alola do. Oh, okay, but there's some that you can get. I mean, this is not a clue. Please don't underestimate me. Don't, don't take this as a clue. But, but like, uh, you can get Cyndaquil in Alola, and he is a mono. 
Is Jushiro trying to be mean to us? I'm not trying he to be is. mean, but he really is. And this is not He's a clue. Really trying it's... to be that way about it. <laughs> it is not Cinderella typhoon. Mind game. I'm just saying Mind that. Game. I'm just saying the possibilities are there. Not a cool type. <laughs> it's a three stage. Um, what else goes up? See, because he could be being tricky and talk about this Pokemon you can find randomly. Um. Well, the question is, can you find an Alola? And the answer is, mm, yeah. What types are weak to steel? Um. Uh, rock, ice, and fairy. Because I was thinking of maybe the vanillish line. Ooh, that would have been a good one. Um. So I thought I'd cut out some more types at the same time. Gonna need a question. Do um, you? Do you really? Though? <laughs> do you really need a question, or are you just not okay with us stalling? Like, which is it? Well, um, this is not Poké Trivia. You guys really don't have a timeline, but we need to speed up because our listeners are getting bored. <laughs> okay, is this Pokemon um, competitively viable currently in the TCG? And what I mean by competitively viable. <laughs> Is not up to interpretation. Oh, like, has it made lists in the top? No, eight? none whatsoever. Okay, not a TCG card. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> sublime. We're at question, question thirteen. You have three. Card. You have three questions more. So choose okay. well, guys. I'd also like to point out that baby Pokemon don't count as basic in the TCGs when we're talking about the basic sense. Yes. So, sir. okay, this one. Right. I'm applying that logic baby, as well. Yes. Yeah. No, I'm applying to that logic as well. Does this Pokemon, Pokemon evolve by regular level up? Yes. Ooh, wait. Um. Mm-hmm. Regular level up? No. Mm-hmm. Are we thinking like Slagu maybe, or Steeny, or? Uh, those are both good choices. Question fourteen. <sighs> We got one more question before you have to guess which one it is. Uh, hmm. What so, other wait. stage one monotype? Um, those are both good ones to guess. Because the only way we'd be able to differentiate between those is if it's weak to fire. Yeah, I think that's a good question to ask. Go ahead and ask it, guy, the gator. Is this Pokemon weak to fire? No. Not Steeny. Alright, so do we want to go with Slagoo? I mean, Slagoo doesn't have... Uh, what else do we have? I think Vanillish is there, but Vanillish would be weak to steel, wouldn't it? Yes, it would be. Um... What else is there? The Komo'o thing line has got dual typing. Yes. Um, Dragonite ends in a dual type. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I feel like Slagoo is probably our best bet because it's like a mono dragon and the evolution of all It has in the to rain. have the rain. Yeah. Right. Um, hmm. Okay. Sure. I feel like it's a Sublime. good choice with what we've figured out so far. Is this Pokemon Slagoo? Ladies and gentlemen, this is incredible. Yes, it is Slagoo. Yes! <laughs> oh, I'm so glad I asked that question about leveling up. Oh. <laughs> That was amazing, guys. You guessed it. The very last question. That was such a good round. You guys are so good. Give yourself a little applause. You really do yeah. deserve it. <laughs> you really do deserve it. 
Now, that marks the end of our episode, guys. I hope you enjoy this one. Um, of course, we do have our own uh, all rigmarole that we go through. Uh, please go ahead and join us at Facebook at facebook.com slash podcast, but also facebook.com slash PuckleTCG. That's where we have our Facebook group page. Awesome community, awesome things. You can also go to our Discord, which we will find the information on how to get to our Discord at the Facebook group for sure. Other than that, follow us on fa- and Twitter at twitter.com slash podcast. Go to our stream, not to say the least. And remember, every Monday and sometimes Wednesday, Jashiro will be, myself, referring to me in the third person for whatever reason, will be streaming uh, live in, stre- uh, in uh, Twitch every Monday and sometimes Wednesdays. Um, other than that, please also follow us, uh, go to our Reddit at Puckle Podcast, uh, Reddit the slash Puckle, if I'm not mistaken. R slash Puckle. R slash Puckle. And lastly, our Tumblr, which is Gator. Uh, PucklePodcast.com, or PucklePodcast.tumblr.com. Yeah, he's our social manager, so I'm here trying to <laughs> say things that he knows, so he's cringing here. So, and lastly, but certainly not least, if you have the money to spare, if it's between you and eating... Just choose us um, and pay us in Patreon.com. Every single cent that you put there will go straight to the community on your prices. All the equipment that you we use to record so you guys have a quality podcast every single time. So, with that, my thank you to Sublime. As always, thank you so much for joining in. Thank you so much for joining in. <laughs> Gator, your knowledge and your awesomeness is always appreciated. I appreciate you guys, too. And for all you listening, thank you so much for joining in at our episode 28. Episode 30 is just around the corner, so let's see what brings out. This meta's crazy, so it's going to be crazy. You all are home. Have a good night. And
Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.